speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! I stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron! Drop dead. Moron. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! A moron! To say in different, like, different dialects, really. Um, and that word that you've just said there, Sean, is one that I really struggle with as well, so I avoid it at all costs. I'm going to be if we do it, that's it. I can't say that word. It's quite hard to say, like. Well, obviously, this stems from when we, we had the Queen movie. That I just, I, it's a fucking no, no go if I try and say it. Eh? But there's that. Um, we had one that I've been getting slagged off for recently where we had like a little Mexican night for dinner and I had got, and I'm going to slow myself down to say this, and I think I've already told you this. Oh, did I? Well, my, my refried <laughs> beans, and I still fucking, still trips me up there. But that, that one there, sure, you talk about somebody trying to rob your house, that's no one for me. What would you do if someone tried to rob your house? Like, do you have a weapon by the bed or anything like that? I've got two weapons attached to the oh, fuck it up. Just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I fucking speak, man? Hell, <laughs> <laughs> got a big knife in her side of the bed. A big knife. It's a bit scary for me. Knife? Ella. Really? Aye, on her side of the bed, aye. I don't know if that's for a burglar or if that's for you, Daniel, one night. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just need if I do if I, I need to be on my best behaviour at all times. <laughs> That's fucking uh, like. Like we were saying off air, um, me and Kyle sleep naked. I'm just gonna cut it I'm gonna put a long pause. <laughs> that made it sound like we sleep naked together. That wasn't what I meant. Um, but we both sleep naked and if, a, if somebody did break into my house, I would just go down naked. And I feel like it would just give me an extra split second to like freaking them out. Plus, I'm hairy as fuck. They would think some sort of like gargoyle <laughs> thing coming down the stairs like a fucking, what the fuck's that Sasquatch thing fucking? <laughs> oh. It'd be like a dog with red lipstick sticking out there. <laughs> <laughs> that dog's oh. with two legs. <laughs> Well, I, d- I don't know what happened if somebody robbed us, but if somebody managed to get up into the bedroom, um, lucky for me, I sleep on the side of the bed that's furthest away from the door, so they'd get the missus first. That's perfect. <laughs> That'll give me enough time to try and dart out the room, ball naked and run away and leave everybody in the house. <laughs> Although, I didn't move that quick these days, so I don't know if there'd oh. be any darting. <laughs> I was going to say, man, like, I'm just imagining you waddling in the street in the scud. <laughs> my, my big belly hanging on the top of my booby. <laughs> I remember years ago when I was staying, still staying at home, is, is that, didn't they burgle the house, but somebody tried to get into the garage on the outside, and then I think one of the neighbours heard it, because it wasn't like an automatic garage. It was like one that you just lifted up, and it just made a racket or whatever. And then my mum must have came into my room because one of the neighbours had saw him and then the guy ran away. I think he obviously thought there was going to be all these things that he could sell or whatever in the garage. All it is is a freezer. Like, there's literally none. You can get some fish out there if you want and run home with frozen <laughs> fish or something. Um, 
and then mom came into the, my, my room and also told me that must have somebody must have been trying to break in, whatever. I, I don't remember this, but I just must have turned over and fell back to sleep. And then she told me again in the morning, didn't even go down to actually ask if she was all right. <laughs> so if somebody came and bugged my house, I'd probably just like see them and then just fall back to sleep. <laughs> well, Sean put that to the test one night, then I know. That's true. I <laughs> you've had people break into your house. Well, my wee brothers have still got a key for mine, and I think they were at Neely's house, and they, they ran out of drink, so they decided that they knew I had drink in my house, so they said they would break in, well, use use a key to get into my house, but then, so I can't who it was, ran up the stairs and started shouting, police, middle of the night. So it's like a, I think it's like a Sunday night or a Monday night or something. I'm working the next day. It's about two in the morning. I'm having like a good sleep before working that. Then I oh, came was it was a Sunday, aye. Oh, it was God. a Sunday. I came, came up my boxers on in the middle of the hallway, just like half asleep. No, even actually, no weapons, no anything. So if it was a proper burglar, they'd have just been able to do whatever they wanted to me. Um, <laughs> they just came. They just came in to steal drink from my house and then disappeared again. That was awfully nice of them. I wasn't tired at all the next day with that interrupted sleep. So, okay, that is pretty bad. Sorry about that. Thanks for that. I think they, they also took the sure it wasn't your idea, to be fair, Sean. I think there would probably be other people that were in that were uh, uh, the brain spend operation. No, but we did all agree on it and we did how we laughed. But we also stole your washing basket to carry the drink around the road as well. So, I don't know if you've ever put that back. I think like, I've put that back, no. Uh, <laughs> or he's not done his washing since. <laughs> <Just keep laughs> I've had I've had a terrifying experience once when I was sleeping um and I was sleeping with a pair of headphones on and just drowning out some background noise and just that way like you're asleep and you can just kind of feel a presence around you, right? So like I've like rolled over to where the door was, I've kind of half opened my eyes and fucking shit myself because there's this guy standing in the middle of the room with no top on, a pair, of, a pair of pants and a pair of black socks, just staring at me. Um, absolutely, I was like, what is, it, what is the intentions of this guy's eyes? Um, that guy was Burnsy. <laughs> <laughs> when I stayed at Burnsy's house and I had to sleep with he- headphones on to avoid the fucking Snorlax noises, but he was steaming drunk and decided to just stand in the room and stare at me. Um, and then I had to, he was trying to put the light on, but he couldn't find the light switch, so I had to send him to his bed. And if I remember right, once you said to go to your bed, I just like socked off and just went to sleep. Ah, you just went to your bed, you just done it yourself. Creepy bastard. Well, yeah, with all mental, that's what one play with the cuckoo's nest that makes me think he burns about four or five different characters in this. He <laughs> burns a deep song. <laughs> Well, that's it, movie for this week, guys. One flew over over the cuckoo's nest. Um, one of the few films that we didn't have on any of the streaming services, so I had to dip my hand into my skint pocket so that we all had uh, the ability to watch this. Um, and it's funny when you get the wee messages. Two of these messaged me today at like lunchtime to get the details to log in. I was like, we've had, we've known that this movie's coming up for a few weeks now. I've only also only paid for it last week but <laughs> the fact that we all left it so last minute because I still hadn't watched it all at this point as well I don't know you should all grab up myself we asked a pizza deal and then bought it through Sky Cinema Ooh. 
<laughs> but you'd already paid for it on Amazon by that point, so. That sounds lovely. Did you have your feet in a wee foot spa at the same time and fucking wear a face mask on? I did, I. It was awfully nice. Cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> just, tours, just tours of cucumbers over my so I couldn't even see the film. <laughs> no chopped up, just real cucumbers. Two huge cucumbers. Sean's sitting at the side with his hot dogs. <laughs> uh, well, in the fall of 1963, a Korean war veteran and criminal pleads insanity and is admitted to a mental institution where he rallies up the scared patients against the tyrannical nurse. Um, this was me. I picked this as a scene movie, but had anyone not seen this movie before? Oh, Sean. What? Sean, had you seen this one before? Can you hear me? We can now. All right. No, I, I, I hadn't seen it before. Careful. Keep talking. Tell us your thoughts. Ah, this has not been a good week, guys. <laughs> uh, again, as we spoke about last week or half an hour ago, whatever you want, we got to put it. <laughs> that, this is like one that you hear about. Oh, this is a classic. This and that. I really didn't get this. Uh, I found it slow and boring again. And I, I know that people are, user probably loved it. And I know that when it gets posted on the internet, people are going to be fucking calling me names and all that again. And <laughs> I, I just didn't, I, I just, I just didn't understand it. I, I just found it like pretty. One minute they're escaping, over, he just fucking stepped on the uh, Indians' shoulders, jumped the fence, got on a bus, went in a boat, and then literally, I was a, a wee disclaimer. I was watching this while I was working, so. It, to be fair, I probably didn't give it the full attention that, that I could have. But uh, the next minute I looked up, they were they were just back in the mental institution. And I was like, what the fuck's happened here? Uh, so I just obviously continued watching. I just I just didn't I just didn't get it. I couldn't get into it. Uh, if I'm completely honest, I was bored, stiffless watching this. I, I don't understand the hype with this. And obviously I'd Takes Kyle at lunchtime to ask him for the for the login details, and he said, uh, "And I, I just couldn't be bought watching it. I was like, oh, I'm dreading this." And then he said, "What a film it is, though." And then oh, we had about five minutes to go. I text him going what part or something like that. I, I just didn't, I just didn't get this at all. And I know I'm going to get absolutely fucked for it, but I, I don't care. I just didn't. I, I just didn't like it. I I don't see what everybody else sees with this. This, this is one that flew over my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one flew over my head. That's another one. For the yeah. name. And I know I, I see you chipping it. I'm ready to jump in whenever you get the second, but go for it. Me? I can see you chip, you're, you're chomping at the bit to get in yeah. there. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of this film. Um, I actually went to see the live stage version of this as well. Um, with Christian Slater. Have I told the Christian Slater story on this before? Oh, I don't think so. I went to see uh, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest starring Christian Slater and Mackenzie Cook was in it and a guy from Police Academy was the big Indian guy. Um, and at the end of it, when they were doing the applause and all that, Christian Slater took off like his sweaty shirt and threw it into the audience to all the screaming women. 
and it came like right towards me. So like natural instinct, if someone's coming towards you, you want to catch it, right? So like I've leaped forward to catch it, but sort of fallen down into the door in front of me, and I've got a hold of it, and then I'm trying to like grab it, and then I'd, like take a second to think about it, and it was me and like three women fighting over this sweaty shirt. And it looks like I'm like the biggest fucking Christian Slater fan in the world that was his sweaty shirt. And I just like had this moment, I just let it go. I was like, oh shit. So I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Um, anyway. You've also missed the fact that you were standing with a sighting Christian Slater, can I have your shirt, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I like this film. It's a great story. It was actually a stage show first because... I was recently listening to a podcast with Danny DeVito talking about it, and he was in the stage show, and that's what got him cast in the movie, which ultimately gave him his big break into Hollywood. Which, which... Honestly, I had no idea for oh, most of this did, movie. Did he talk about that on the Sunny podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did mind you hearing that too. I had no idea it was Danny DeVito until I was sitting watching it on the laptop, and I'd move my mouse across the screen and with Amazon it pops up and gives you trivia and tells you who's in. And I seen Danny DeVito and I was like, fuck, so it is. I was the exact same, even though I'd listened to that exact same podcast that I'd press pause and connect to the file or something, so you pause it, then you get that Amazon whatever explodey thing that tells you who's in each scene. I was like, fuck, and then but once you do see it, it's him, you can't unsee it again after that. I, I didn't know he was that. <laughs> no? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm He's the wee guy that's down to veal. Um, <laughs> he's he's the wee guy. Fuck it, that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> bye. So this and everybody loves Danny DeVito. He's like a hero for everybody. He's one of these folk that nothing bad will ever come out about Danny DeVito. He's a fucking treasure of a man. Um, let's hope he lives forever. But I, I just think everyone's performance in this is great. I think your man for Back to the Future is good. Um, it was good, I. I think uh, Jack Nicholson's fucking excellent in this. The woman that plays Nurse, Nurse Zatchet. He was just like the ever so slightest change in her facial expressions. It like changes the whole feeling of a scene. Like mm-hmm. it's just there's something really masterful about her in this. Uh, oh, she's brilliant. Like um, the guy that wants his cigarettes, he's amazing. And that whole scene's brilliant. Um, I just think that. It does a really good job. A lot of the scenes stay like it stays in the same scene for maybe 10, 15 minutes. Like maybe sometimes like there's therapy sessions or when they go away in the boat, everything lasts quite a long time. And it does a good job of making you feel like he's been in there for ages and he's starting to go crazy and he wants to get out. Um and I know that Sean didn't really get this, but I just think this does an amazing job at making you feel like part of the place, if you know what I mean. Um every character gets to sort of shine a little bit even though it's all mostly about Jack Nicholson's character. And then, because he's the guy that taught them all about fucking expressing themselves and freedom, and then to see him lobotomised at the end where he's... And for those that watched it for the first time, like Sean and Burnsy, were you expecting him to, like, give the Indian guy a wee wink and they would be okay or did you, when he was killing him? Or did you think, like, did, did that shock you when he fucking smothered him with a pillow? I thought it was dreaming. Yeah, I didn't expect that to happen at all. No, I didn't expect them to get. Um, what's the word to use? Lobotom? Is it lobotomized? You call it. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that either. To be fair, when he came back, I was expect like I was expecting it to be all sort of, you know, how before he came back after being away, and he, it was all like he was joking. I thought it was going to be similar at that mm-hmm. point, and I thought then both of them were still going to be able to escape 
basically. Aye. As well. Again, so it does that on purpose. It sort of teases you earlier on that he came mm-hmm. back, sort of acting like that, and then he gave the guy a wee wink, and mm-hmm. this time it didn't yeah. happen. Um, I love him and the Chiefs' relationship to it, that mm-hmm. the Chiefs don't spoke to anyone for the whole time he's been there, but he sort of lets uh, Murphy in and the fucking... In and the, the rounds or whatever it is, I... The uh, he let, lets him in and the wee seat it and all that. And aye, it's good. I just think it's great. There's loads of really iconic scenes in it. Um, it's a bit like 12 Angry Men, that it's just all about the characters. That's exactly what I was going to say, aye. Um, and the ultimate story, like, oh, they go away, it doesn't make sense because they go away in the boat and he brings them back. It wasn't at that point, uh, Murphy had to realise that he was committed and the rest of them were all there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He thought he was just going to get sent back to the prison if he caused enough bother. And then the slow realisation that he was stuck there, right? But then there's the time where he could have got out when he was having the big party. Mm-hmm. And I think deep down he was a bit like the people that were there voluntarily because I think he needed all them because he was a bit mental and he started to realise that himself because he could have escaped at any point during that party. So when they had the window wide open and the whole point and and he, he cared more about them and I think ultimately he knew he was fucked up in the head and he wasn't very good at functioning outside of there. And inside there he was the coolest guy. He's like the fucking leader of the gang and he's the smartest cunt and they all look up to him and I bet in his real life nobody looks up to him because he's a fucking yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess there's so many things and so many layers to this I'm going to stop talking cause I can so talk there is there's, there is emotions all over the place with it as well because obviously we, we Billy Bippet gets his leg over and yeah. even that is quite a weird scene as well because he's so out of his comfort zone and it's a bit creepy that that like it was a name Candy Candy who's been told just the day the deed wee belly because he's cute and then the way that Nurse Ratchet just brings him down and destroys him in front of everybody leads oh. to him going and committing suicide which in that bit your, your blood starts boiling towards Nurse Ratchet oh, yeah. and you start to get that frustration because she is a cunt and mm. then he does that and then I was gutted and I've seen this before but I was absolutely gutted that he, he had killed himself because he's obviously mentally unstable. He's petrified his mum and he's scared he disappointed her. And that's ultimately led to him doing that. And it was just mental. And then um, Jack Nicholson's then trying to strangle her. And I'm like, fucking get her. Sort her out. <laughs> and he was so close. Like, he, would have, he was going to kill her. Like, yeah. it wasn't, he was wanting to murder her. Um, just before you move on to her, she's like, such a fucking perfect villain, isn't she? Like, mm-hmm. it's been copied since then, and she, it's a legendary character for a reason because she did not want to help any of them. All she wanted was to control all of them. Like, she was just a fucking psychopath that wanted to be in control of people. And that's why any hint of anyone getting better, she would fucking bring them right back down. Do you know what I mean? And she would just control every single little aspect, and she forced that boy to kill himself, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. And then at any click of her fingers, she could send you away to be fucking lobotomized. You know what I mean? And you're a fucking vegetable. Like, it's fucking super evil. I love it. It's the part where they're sitting around and they're having the vote. And obviously, everyone's kicking off about cigarettes and how they're feeling and what they're wanting and stuff. And then the, the, the vote itself 
goes to the, it wasn't a majority, and then seconds later he gets the extra vote. It's just no, that's ten seconds too late. Like her whole thing was it has to be majority. She they got the majority, but she just was not given anything away or given anything for them to have any type of excitement or anything that they want. Um, but it's mad that obviously Jack Nicholson's character is pushing her out of the boundaries, out of the control that she's had for so long. Um, so you can see her getting more and more frustrated and more and more evil as it moves on as well. But then I was just going to say, she's got, she obviously, as you're saying, over her thirst for power, if, she, if he was going to push her button, she could have just got rid of him and then just been in total control of everyone in the palm of her hand. But she's like, no, I'm going to break him down. Like, he's obviously pushed mm-hmm. her buttons enough. It's her. She's actually no, no. We can rehabilitate him. She's probably thinking just that that sinister and I just said thirsty for power and control. That like, I'm going to break him down, and you'll be the next one of my victims or whatever. That's exactly what I was going to say, Hunter. There, my mind. <laughs> there you go. What's this? I was just going to, one last bit. I was absolutely pushing myself at. Um, the guy for the shining, the the like the nighttime guard guy, yeah. and <laughs> myself that he's getting offered like twenty dollars, and he's like, mm, need a little bit more than that, and it was like, well, you get the alcohol, and he's like, yeah, you get you're on the right path, but what about they two that are out there? There's one of them mine. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted them to share. That's a Scatman Brothers, that guy. Yeah. Um, and I was just I was just howling it like. His that whole little scene with the party and stuff, and then um, the way that he was, and then he was kicking off about it being his job and stuff as well. Just that whole scene was excellent to me. I, I loved every bit mm-hmm. of that. Bonzi, I just I thought on for what you were saying there is like for this one there was like there was some like relief with it, things like that, like the party scene, and then how they're all just like shoved into this wee cupboard or room base and then off falling about and whatever or probably all smashed as well like there was although it was although it was quite serious at times there was like there was like bits that were more laid back that meant you, that's that's why i enjoyed it more than the film for half an hour ago that we did so <laughs> um, just to jump in on that that scene we're in the cupboard but the, my, the, my whole favorite bit for this movie is when i can't remember what he's got a turkle that's it um when they're like Where's Turkle? Where's Turkle? He's like, motherfuckers, I'm hiding with you. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you, well, you've all sort of covered a lot of the good points that uh, were similar to mine. It says, I thought the interactions between the two main characters were classes. Like, although the script was good, is like, I thought as well that there was even just the looks that they gave each other, like the facial expressions and stuff like that. They didn't even really need to say anything at times. It was more just the looks that it gave away that she didn't like him. She wanted to, the power over him and he wasn't backing down. He couldn't stand her and he was back. He was trying to obviously back up all the other inmates, basically. Um, which just proves like it was, <clears throat> to me, that'd be more acting performances, I guess. Maybe, maybe they will, obviously, I don't know how scripts work in terms of whether they, they sort of give you ideas of how you should be looking at each other, but Whatever way it was done, thought that was perfect. And as Daniel said, it's like because each cat, each of them all, each of the patients had their own their own roles in it, and it was enough in terms of 
they weren't sort of main characters, but it was enough that you remembered what one, what each one was and whatever, and you knew what what their character was like, um, that you weren't getting mixed up as well. And I think as well that the if they had if they built if they built it in terms of more more of them, then I would have got lost and been like, don't know who that is, don't know what happened with him or whatever. It was perfect for that point of view. Um, the only bit which kind of lost me was is when they stole the bus and went on like the fishing trip. I just thought I don't understand what that was about. Like, just completely bamboozled me. Um, the party scene I thought was really well done too. Um, and you kind of knew as well that it'd be like hell to pay when um, the head nurse came back as well. I think um, the whole stealing the boat thing, like stealing the bus and then the boat and all that was to show that they, they look how happy they all were when they came back, right? And they can live in normal society. And I think to me anyway it highlights the fact that most of them are stuck where they are because of her and her keeping them there because they went out they got a boat they fucking caught some fish they were all fucking delighted and half them were there voluntarily and they could leave at any time but they can't because she's got a fucking hold on the think it's just there on their head although they're, they're voluntarily there it's more just like they're fearful of her still really to an extent oh, yeah, say, i'm going they're, they're still worried of what she would do if even if they just tried to walk out basically they have sound mind but she's just broke them doing that much it broke them doing that much sorry that they then live in the fear that she's basically made them believe that they can't function in the outside world and they need that routine they need that structure they need that power of yeah. and probably exactly. when you get to that stage as well it's like like you say, Hunter, it's like you probably feel as if you couldn't look after yourself. If you're just mm-hmm. basically getting like looked after like they are, even though they're probably not getting looked after well, but they just feel as if they wouldn't be able to manage on their own. They would need somebody, even if they even if she obviously wasn't that nice to them. Um and then what Kyle mentioned about the, the suicide part is like I didn't expect that. I expect them just being in like floods of tears or something, you know what I mean? And then obviously see that that was that was I, I, she gives him the big speech, so I'm a friend of your mother, whatever, then basically mm-hmm. absolutely no emotion when she's lying in, he's lying in the office. Yeah. Talking to these sellers. It, it made me think his mother was probably a really evil woman as well, because obviously mm-hmm. they know each other. And mm-hmm. The mother's probably suggested him being in there. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there'll be, a, there'll be a good spin-off fucking story there or something. Yeah. Fucking more. I thought all the the ending was unexpected for me as well, which I did. T- although, although I did say, I remember I said previously, like, I'm sure I watched this at school, but it was that long ago. Kind of, it was pretty much like a first watch for me. I, I think I'm assuming, I don't know if it was. Now I'm beginning to date myself, I did, but I'm sure I watched it. I didn't watch it thinking, but whether I, whether I did or I've just made this up now, because. I knew going in that I didn't have a clue what happened in the film. It was more just I knew of the film. I was quite sure I'd watched it, but um, I think of have of all sort of pointed out all the good points. I don't think there's much else to add, really. Just on Nerf Richard, um, there's a, a list here. It's the AFI's 100 Years of 100 Heroes and 100 Villains. She is fifth on the list of the top villains of all time. Who's number one on the list? Is that the shark from Jaws? No. <laughs> That's a great shout. Um, number one villain, Joker? No. 
who's <laughs> super evil. Uh, the guy from There Will Be Blood. Hannibal uh, Lecter. Hannibal Lecter's number one. Well done. So, Hannibal Lecter number one. Norman Bates, number two. Good shout. Darth Vader, number three. Shout. And number four is the Wicked Witch of the West. And then Nurse Ratchet. Then Nurse Ratchet, I And then uh, number 12 in the list, because we mentioned them before uh, in the previous episode a week ago. Um... The, the boy fair at Clockwork, Clockwork Orange. Oh, aye. There we go. <laughs> um, I, I don't even know who this is, but the hero is for a film called To Kill a Mockingbird, Atticus Finch. I've seen that as well. What? Nice. Is this, is this <laughs> like, a, like a, what do you call it, like a sliding doors moment where we've got a, like a, a one film that Bumsy's seen, but neither that none of the rest of us have? <laughs> <laughs> You've watched 1962 to kill a mockingbird. Aye. I don't remember it, but this, this is the multiverse in full flow now, like it's because like these I love there'll be films that I've watched with, but if you asked me to watch it again, I'd be like, couldn't they tell you the first thing about it? But and because there's that few films that have seen, I'll re- I'll know if I've seen it by the name of it. Because <laughs> the knowledge of films is that shite. <laughs> you That's could it, watch- I- you could use it ten phrases, and I would. I wouldn't know if there were films or no. <laughs> that took me back there. I'm assuming you like this one. Aye, aye, I, I, I gave a touch on it earlier on, but I just like a young Frank Reynolds definitely reminds me of a drunk Bengal. Just add a few noises in it, I was drunk bouncing. See when he's just going like hit me, hit me. that's oh. what I imagine. See if we were pl- playing cards with Bonzi, that's what he'd be like if he was steaming. Oh. Hit me, slow <laughs> your tongue, fucking hit me. Oh, sit on 35, hit me. Pardon <laughs> 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 me again. As you have all said, it's, it's just so captivating and some of the characters you totally buy in, you're rooting for everyone. Obviously, apart from the Swatchard, obviously. Uh, just kind of, that's so good. The characters like Jack Nicholson, and as you said, that relationship he's got with the Chief is just, they're just like, as you said, someone to bring out that seems to bring the best out of everyone that's in there. It's like he, as you said, touched on, he's got that, he's in a place where maybe he feels like he belongs. Everyone looks up to him, everyone respects him. Again, you don't, obviously, we know he's a Korean war vet, but you don't know how. He was in the army, maybe he was just treated like some sort of peasant soldier or whatever, just kind of used and abused maybe by the military. That he's at a place in a place where he belongs and he feels valued again, obviously not by those in power, but by his peers. And then the kind of obviously, I think that the, the scene with the, the boat when he's taking the, the lassie and then they all just start abandoning what they're doing just to go and try and get a peek of him shagging the lassie in the bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a, it's like the, the bit where it pans out and you just see the boat still flying around in circles in the middle of the fucking uh, ten guys trying to look through a window. I like it. Oh, it's And again, I can understand what you said, Sean. Like, if you're not maybe in the right state of mind, or like if you're not, if you're maybe kind of similar to what we had with Taxi Diver, if you're thinking going in, oh, I need to like this, then I can. Understand. You can maybe under, like, if you know Captain at State away, then I can under, totally understand where you've come from. But again, because I'd seen this before 
kind of it was one I was looking forward to again. And I had forgotten. For some reason, I had like a whole sort of Mandela effect in it in mind. I thought it was Jack Nicholson that got out, and like my mind is like, oh, he's the one that gets out at the end. So it kind of took me aback again, come and seeing the end. And as I said, I didn't see it coming as it did. But again, it's like the, I mean, obviously, I've got some of the trivia here, but again, it's like one of only three films to win like, what, like the top, like essentially the Grand Slam at the Oscars, where you've got like best actor, best actress, best director. Kind of again, that's a classic for me. and Again, it's definitely one of those ones. If, if anyone's looking for something to watch and you've got a spare as the night in voucher, then get yourself involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the night in voucher. <laughs> <laughs> what about trivia, Hunter? Again, obviously, I've kind of stolen my own trivia there for a check, which is no like me. <laughs> uh, so, again, I, I, I that one there, so it's setting. I've only three movies uh, that I've won that kind of what we call like the Grand Slam at the Oscars. And funnily enough, we've mentioned a character from one of these already, which was Silence of the Lambs was the other one. Another one was uh, Happened One Night, which I'm never expecting Bunsen to say. I've seen that too. For I haven't seen that one. Classic. <laughs> uh, so I did have a few more over here. I saw... Uh, so Louise Fletcher, as, as I said, that she found uh, basically Nurse Ratchet, I think we just said, was, she was actually disturbed by her own performance that she couldn't watch the film for years because obviously she just had to take a total character change, I'd imagine. I mean, I don't imagine she's like that in real life. <laughs> Hopefully not. I guess she's only actually signed up for the film a week before it actually started filming as well. Wow. Uh, and in 1975, it was the seventh biggest grossing film of all time. Uh, the film, the final scene was shot in one take, uh, whereas the party scene actually took four nights. <laughs> Again, that's not, <laughs> that's, that's not by design. That's just like, it's just like this as long as we can, boys. Uh, if it's on the company dollar, get as much drink as you can. And uh, apparently this, uh, the character Ellis is shown to have had a lobotomy in a deleted scene, which is why he's withdrawn throughout the movie. Good play. I think the threat of lobotomies is sort of there as an undercurrent all the way through it. Uh, I mean, well, so obviously, when you see the bit they try even the, like, the electroshock therapy first. Yeah. Yeah. Just looking at where this sits on IMDb, um, obviously it's really, really high up there, but it's 18th of all time, um, just behind Goodfellas and just in front of Seven, which are high up on, on our leaderboard, guys, which is obviously uh, up to date. Sean's going to keep this at the top 20. That's what it is. <laughs> well, Let's let's mix up it. Let's go to Daniel first. Uh, I'm giving this a four point seven five. Right, we'll, we'll we'll put Sean in the middle. Right, I'll go next. I'm going to give us a five. Sean. Sean. Uh, I don't really know what to do. Obviously, I didn't particularly enjoy it. Uh, Again, I know what's going to happen when this goes on fucking Instagram and that. What I want you to do is put like a a, a wee star next to it, right? Just put a wee star next to it, which indicates that I couldn't give a flying fuck what anybody is going to say. 
uh, but again, I can obviously appreciate it in terms of like the the performances and things like that. But I just couldn't. I, I don't know. I just I found it just really like a really weird film, and I just couldn't get into it. So I'm going to give it a two point seven five. I think is probably the fairest I can go. <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but we expect them higher. I expect no, I expect the war, actually. I was just going to be a one. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's no. I wouldn't say that territory. I mean, it's no, like, as I said, like, I, I don't think I used the word, like, I disliked it. I didn't like it. I just didn't get it. So, like, I couldn't score a film a one just because I didn't get it. Like, if I fucking absolutely hated it and thought this is utter like dog shit, then you, I, I would give like a one, like I've done for other films, like The Godfather, for instance. Like I think that's just utter nonsense. But like this is definitely, I just, I just didn't understand. I, I just didn't get it. I just found it quite boring. You, you can move on me. now. I, I, I just, please stop me for talking. Can you move on and take somebody else's score? <laughs> right, Hunter. Uh, and the second week of the Dunter Alliance, 4.75 for me. 4.75. Burnsy? 4.25 for me. 4.25. Even that's low, prick. <laughs> what does that do to the overall score in then, Burnsy? 4.3. A 4.3. So on the outdated Morons leaderboard, that puts that joint beside There Will Be Blood. A similar standard of movie. Mm-hmm. So just behind Terminator 2 and in front of Fargo slash Pulp Fiction. That's, That's a good, good play. Good place for it. Well, I'll look forward to these scores going up on Instagram, Daniel. If you make that pretty soon, I'd love to get the, the to see people's thoughts on Sean's score. Um, for an absolute classic, which fact, is wonderful. I we're missing some uh, listeners slash uh, page followers uh, comments, so maybe, maybe we didn't get a few of them up. Some sort of a feels thoughts. As a you should put it up, Daniel, and say, "What do you expect the morons to score these movies?" And then let's <laughs> see what they expect of us. Aye, this is where the nonsense comes in because everybody just says. It, there's no in between with these fucking idiots. So it's either a five or it's a one. <laughs> right? There's no in between. They don't grasp the the concept or, or the idea that that it's not everybody likes the same things. Like that. That's that's the big. Like, like for instance, right, as as an example, uh, I would say that one of my favourite films is fuck me, uh, the good. Uh, no, aye, back to the future. Okay, I'll, I'll just use that as an example. Right? I, I, I know God. that, right? No, I was, I was going to say The Good Father. I was going to say Good Fellas and, the, and then fucking Godfather. Made. So I'll just use Back to the Future as an example, right? I love Back to the Future. I, I get that it's it's no like a fucking masterpiece and it's going to fucking set the world delight and it's all this kind of stuff, right? But I'm pretty sure I gave it a five because to me, it's a film that every time I watch it, I enjoy it. And I know that. That's not the case for everybody, but see these wee fucking brainless idiots, right? That that <laughs> post on fucking Instagram that can't grasp that. That does man nothing. They can all fuck off. 
and when they post, and when they post, I'll not be saying a word. I think we should start doing Sean's mailbox. Or <laughs> sending in questions for Sean to Dan about things for Sean to Dan about. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely spot on. I'm absolutely spot on. Like, if everybody fucking liked the same things, then like everything would be amazing. It just doesn't work like that. Like again, Breaking Bad's a great example. The greatest TV show ever made for me. But other people say The Sopranos. Kyle say it's totally shite. It is what it is. Like, it just they, they, it just it just shouldn't rile people up. It's not. It's riled you up. I'm fucking proper raging now. <laughs> Sean's raging about what could get said. <laughs> Oh no, it's not. It doesn't bother me. It's just that I just know that we smarmy wee fuckers, man. Like, <laughs> you call yourself a movie review page? Fuck off. <laughs> That's exactly what we call ourselves. Why is it your uh, your your complaint comment voices sounds like you're from Edinburgh? Because that's what they all sound like. Oh, are you okay, Sean? I'm fine, eh? <laughs> right, well, I think this is maybe a good time to wrap this up. Sean needs to go and. I'm a valley or something. Gonna get a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. As morons bid you farewell. <laughs> get a fuck off. <laughs> Everyone just fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck <laughs> you. Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron. Stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Huh? You moron. Drop dead. Moron. Whoa. Up here, you morons. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron. Hey, moron. Bid you farewell and good luck, morons. Bye.